What if your greatest frustrations from the previous year were actually pointing you to some of your biggest wins in the next? What if regret isn't reminding us of what's impossible, but rather pointing us toward what is possible? I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. Today we're reviewing our final book club book of the year. We've been reading Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. I always read this book as I'm setting up my goals for the next year. Now since my birthday falls in November, I just recently did this. I thought I'd share with you some of the parts that stood out to me as I did my goal setting session. If you set goals like I do, I think this book is a great way to get focused and help you not to get too excited and set a ton of goals, yet not be too easy on yourself and not set enough. It helps me to make a good balance. At the very beginning of the book, there's a story about a runner at the 2008 Indoor Track Championships. As she was just about to make her move into first place during her final lap, she went down hard and she found herself in the back of the pack. This was such a great reminder of how we all find ourselves falling short of our goals. It's what we do after we fall short that makes all the difference. Do we stay in the game and keep trying? Or do we give up? Before I start my goal setting for the next year, I do what the author suggests and do an after action review of my previous year. I write down what I thought went great, where I had trouble, where I started, and where I am now. Being really honest as I type out all my thoughts is very important. It would be really stupid to not be completely honest, right? We can't know where we're headed if we don't know where we're starting. It's really important to not focus on where you think you've failed. It's time to rethink regret. I love that quote. Instead, let's think of it as a road sign pointing the way forward. What if your greatest frustrations from the previous year were actually pointing you to some of your biggest wins in the next? What if regret isn't reminding us of what's impossible, but rather pointing us toward what's possible? Did you know that less than 10% of people are successful at New Year's resolution goals? If you've done more than 10% of your goals, you're ahead of most people. It's not a competition, but it is good to know. I take the information from the after action review that I did and start on my new goals. Did you know that health, wealth, relationships, and personal development are the most popular goals? I like the areas of focus that are suggested in this book. Spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational, and financial. These are all areas that I feel are important too, so I make goals in all of them. Now, I don't have each of them be year-long goals. Some of them are only short-term goals. Others I do make for the entire year. You'll find that this book helps you to create a good balance, so you're not too overwhelmed. A quote I like from Michael Hyatt is, you will never have more of what you want 
until you become thankful for what you have. This book does such a great job walking you through five steps of goal setting. I'm not going to go over all of it. My purpose in doing a book club here on the podcast is just to introduce you to some great books that I've read that have taken away my overburden. So I'll just leave you with a few more of my takeaways. As soon as you feel burden coming on, stop. Think about one thing that could be useful to you and just do that one thing. No need to add more if it just makes you feel burdened. Here are a few of my last takeaways from the book. Now, he lists the importance of writing down your goals. So these are what he says. He says that they force more clarity. It helps you to overcome resistance. It motivates you to action. It filters out other opportunities, and it helps you to see and celebrate your progress. Now, for goals to matter, they have to stretch us. Get in the discomfort zone. You need to notice the fear that comes up and acknowledge that you are on your way to a breakthrough. Changing from fear to excitement that you're on the right path. Okay, another thing that I liked is know what you want to do, but more importantly, know why you want to do it. It's important to connect with your why intellectually and emotionally. Understand it and feel what's at stake. Your motivation needs to come from your head and your heart. Another really great tip is that he said that peers matter when working towards goals. Positive energy is really contagious. You'll reach more goals together than alone. I found that it's really good to have different types of peers. Like I have my business peers. I have my friend group. I have my family. So those all give me a different perspective on what I'm working through. Okay, this one was really important to me. Planning becomes a very fancy way to procrastinate. It is easier to plan than to take action. That's why I've decided to cut my yearly planning session into a few days instead of a whole week. I've decided that is way too long, so now I limit myself so I don't procrastinate by over planning. Are you guilty of that too? Now, I do plan out my action. Small steps that I plan into each day, then I do what I say I'm going to do. Now, if I'm going to be uncomfortable not doing it, and I'm uncomfortable doing it, I may as well make progress in the discomfort. All right, so your goal that you set might be sacred to you, but your strategy isn't. Don't give up on your goal, just change your approach. I really liked that one. I thought that was kind of like a a great fatherly advice. All right, another thing he says to do, and of course you're going to know that this would be something I'd point out. He says that journaling about your goals is a great way to stay on top of your progress. So when you journal about it, he says to rejoice, recommit, revise, remove, and replace. And then don't forget to celebrate. This is the part that I forget all the time, and I'm trying to change that. And that's to celebrate when I do reach a goal. I usually just move on to the next one, but I'm going to try to make ways to celebrate when I do reach my goals. Um, Remember that you only lose when you give up. Don't give up. Now, there's also a law that he shares that's called the law of diminishing intent. The longer you wait to take action, the less likely you will be to take it. So when you make goals, review them a lot and don't wait to take action. 
that's when you lose your intention to actually reach the goal, the law of diminishing intent. I thought that one was really good. All right, I didn't want to leave this episode without giving you an update on what happened to the runner from the beginning of the episode. When Heather Camp hit the ground, she could have stayed down. It would have been easy to do and to be discouraged and admit that the race was over. That's what everyone in the crowd expected her to do. But here's what she said about the moment. Quote, the first thing I remember seeing after feeling like I was falling was seeing my hands on the track when I was pushing off to go again. As I started to gain momentum, it was like a crescendo of noise and excitement. End quote. Now, to the amazement of the announcers and the crowd, she passed one runner and then the next and kept going until she took first place. This is such a powerful example to me of what can happen when we stay in the game and keep trying. It doesn't really even matter to me that she took first place. To me, it was enough that she got back up and didn't quit. If you feel like you've fallen down, if you feel like you're at the rear of the pack, stop that thought. Instead, consider what your next year may look like if you keep going. Where will you be in a year if you stay in the game and keep trying? Does it matter if you end up in first place? No, what matters is that you don't give up on yourself and you keep moving forward. I'll always be here cheering you on. What I feel called to do to keep moving forward is helping you to learn to love yourself. Find the connection with that person you have always been and help you to make and keep commitments to yourself. I have new openings for 2023 and I would love to have you in my coaching program. In that program, I teach you the unique connection method that will help you identify your priorities, live the life you were meant to by connecting to those priorities, and living each day in the way that you intentionally choose. I also guide you into how you can make deep connections with yourself so you can love and support yourself all along the way. That's my purpose, and I want to help you connect with yours. So register for a 15-minute call with me and I will get you started. Or don't wait any longer and just join my one-on-one connection mentorship. I'll put the links in the show notes or just go to hunkydory.com and join me. I wish I had enough hours in the day to work with all of you, but I only have limited spots available. Make this the year that you find your purpose and invest in your personal growth. I want to be there for you as your mentor because I see you. I understand how hard you're trying and I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here again next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day and I'll talk with you again next week.